I'm Anissa. And I'm Adadana. And this is the Adagana Podcast. Live show! <laughs> we were gonna sing because we don't have the clip, but maybe we'll spare you. Or Anissa, would you like to sing? I, I'm no, 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 the, the people, give the people what they want. No? Um, it's only that high Mufasa note that I can't hit. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, thank you for coming. Uh, quick show of hands. Who has listened to an episode before? So we know who. Oh, okay, wow. God, this is really happening. People yeah. are in front of us. I know. People came. I know. Normally it's me and Anjana on the couch with two In my pajamas. Phones. Yeah. And my head wraps. Yeah. And like a good African. <laughs> and now here you guys are. And I didn't even coerce half of you, so that's. Success. Yeah, <laughs> pretty cool. Uh, so thank you for coming. Uh, I don't. Even, wow, this is all right. Anyway, off to you. This is our Appetit Podcast first ever live show. Yeah. This also, um, we're, we're looking for facts and receipts, but this may or may not be potentially the first ever podcast live show that's taken place in Nairobi ever. Uh, if somebody can dispute that, let us know. But I think we will claim yeah, hitting milestones. Yeah, that's fine. So yeah, so we, I guess we'll just get right into it, should we? Yeah, so we're going to talk about the bride price monologue. <laughs> so if you have listened to episode four called Tinder in the Time of Ebola, and Adjana and I share our kind of disastrous slash successful, I guess, dating stories, um, and yeah, kind of the characters that have come in and out of our lives living in Nairobi. Um, and what we really want to do is we want to facilitate an environment where you, the wonderful live audience, ask us for unsolicited, unverified advice on pretty much anything. But if it happened to be around dating, that would be great too. And um, we have some questions. You're, you're clearly qualified. Yeah, they're so. very qualified. Yeah. All right, so maybe what we'll do is we'll go into our listener letters first, and then we're going to come for each and every one of you. So you might want to start thinking about those things now. Oh, okay. So this isn't really... Hmm. This is not really a story, but it was something that happened on Valentine's Day. There was a free white men in Kenya party. What? That's not a real thing. I don't, are there oppressed white men in Kenya? I don't know. Are there oppressed white men anywhere? Well, anyway. No, 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 but like an actual valid question. So the Facebook invite said, and this is a real group, I clicked on it, there's 3.2 thousand likes. So we have organized this party to know each other and make new friends. Hashtag warning, only Kenyan ladies are invited. No black men are invited. We can't. Uh, and the party was called Free Whites Party in Kenya. Because nothing says love like a free white man party. <laughs> God, I can't. I was tempted to go for research just so I could have a story for this. For the culture. Yeah, the things I do do for listeners. But I decided against it and to live my own personal best life. So if anyone hears in these streets what happened at this affair, please let me know because I am curious and a bit nosy. Thank you. Go for it. Okay, so I'm going to move into an actually quite long listener letter. Oh, God. Speaking of white men, this came from the person who called themselves Alt-Right Swipe. I impulsively moved back to Nairobi after almost a decade of being in North America. In that time, I've come to love and explore my fluid sexuality, understanding myself as a black queer woman. I found Tinder to be a great way to meet other queer and outgoing people. My first match was a young European lesbian who was my age and had an incredibly specific reference to a TV show that I used to watch in her bio. 
Our first date was awesome. We talked about food, music, the environment, our dreams, and drank a shit ton of half-priced, happy hour dabble cocktails from The Alchemist. As time went by, we hung out more and more. I was quickly integrated into her friend group, a group primarily consisting of young, fun-loving expat UN interns. Oh boy. Okay. We all know where it's going. This is not getting better. We love it too. Thank you for coming. I appreciate it. Okay, so the second time I hung out with her friends was at a barbecue. Amid all the chaos and merrymaking, I took a moment to look around and realize I was the only African, the only black person. I shrugged it off and didn't think much of it. Until the next time I met my girl and her best friend for coffee the following day. Her friend said something to the effect of, and I quote, I'm so glad you're in our crew. We can now take you places and have some authentic African experiences, end quote. Yikes. Um, this only gets worse, yeah. In a conversation about Donald Trump, my girl mentioned that she admired Donald Trump as a leader for the voiceless because, again, and I quote, he says what's on everyone's mind, end quote. And that was the beginning of the end. All I could think of was how white these people were, how uninterested they were in engaging with any Kenyans, how disconnected and unempathetic my girl was for my realities being queer African, how they saw me as the good African because of my westernized accent and tendencies. I was the perfect colonized native. Yeah. Damn. There's two more paragraphs. I'm not done. Oh, no. Um, so the following week, we attended another party for a colleague of hers who was leaving Kenya to go back to Germany after his internship. After a few drinks, I felt confident enough to engage in some serious discussion. I talked about neocolonialism and the impact of Western influences in Kenya. I also shared my views on the UN as an incompetent bureaucratic organization. Her words, not mine, I swear. I challenged another young American. I asked why she wasn't trying to learn Swahili. She replied with an airy, I'm not here long enough for it to be worth it rude. The conversation ended in her telling me that I was triggering her white guilt. Wow. Yeah, it just gets worse and worse and worse. I'm almost done. I basically stirred the fuck out of the pot and shocked a few waspy millennials. True story. Yeah, true. After that party, my girl came over to my place. She waited till we got home to confront me, accused me of being insensitive and incredibly rude to her and her friends. I didn't apologize and she got an Uber home. We never spoke after that. Yes. Um, so then the, the question is, am I the only African who has called out a partner on their white nonsense? Sincerely, alt-right swipe. Uh, I, mm, I don't know how to answer that. No, I haven't, but I haven't had to. You've never been in that situation? No. Okay, were you like fetishized or? No, I don't think so. I mean, maybe, well, no, no. I'm just gonna go with no. Okay. I mean, the second, she said Donald Trump, I probably would have been... I think there was enough clues before we got to the last part to know that this was not going to end well. For me, it was UN interns, but I'm not sure You know, the UN is a body that does good work, too. I think we should move into... There are some UN employees here, by the way. No, so. I used to be one of them, There's which is why I have such visceral hate. That's another episode. Okay. <laughs> Do you want to go to yours? Okay. Dear girl children. That's us. I need some advice. I'm 29 years old, and I recently moved to Nairobi for professional purposes. Congratulations. 
I love my new job, my new partner, my new friends, but there's one major piece missing, I need a companion. There's so much to see and do, and I'm looking for a man to do it with. When I go out to the clubs or bars, the men just stare, and there's no... <laughs> there's no... That was a knowing laugh on this side of the audience. There's no interaction, and so naturally, I go to the first place that I can think of connecting with a man, the holy place of trash dating, Tinder. Well, that has been an experience. Half of the men on there are married, literally have pictures up with their Tinder profile of a wife and kids. We've talked about also that. Also true, yeah. That is very true. CEO itself. Uh, and the other half are not my type. I finally matched with a nice guy, we hit it off and we enjoyed a couple of dates and after breaking through and dragging out a conversation, we ended up having chemistry. He then, no, he even brought me around his friends. Month two, out of the blue, he disappears. No call, no text, nothing. Worst. I check to see if he's dead, he's not. <laughs> Do you know that from the blue check marks on yes. WhatsApp? Yeah, yeah. Listen, guys, check to see when someone has been last online. <laughs> Ladies, I need to ask your audience, is this a Kenyan male thing? What is up with the non-effort yes. left? Oh, whoa, 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 okay, hold on, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hot mic, say, hot yeah, hot mic, hot mic. What is up with the non-effort, a lackluster personality in the ghosting? What should I do? Should I roll up on his house? Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll just answer that question now and say, don't do that. Run his cat over. Why does he have to be a cat? Because <laughs> cats are the devil. And yeah, I'm a cat. I know. And demand an explanation, or should I just leave it alone? Health, signed, loveless, but fine as hell. Expat and never do. Yeah. Okay, I think there was some, some feedback or thoughts over here. Hi. So I feel like it's not just Kenyan men, because this has definitely happened to me in the States. I once was like briefly involved with this guy. We didn't even meet online. We met through a mutual friend. We had a great time and like went on multiple dates that lasted more than 24 hours. Wow. We, like, left What's together, his phone number? Took shrooms Sorry. together. Uh, okay. And, <laughs> and, and um, real. And yeah. Like, that time I like, you know, shrooms can be like bring up emotions. So, like, yes, they can. They can. So, um, so I had a little like insecure moment, but we worked through it. I thought things were cool. Then like that was like Saturday night, and then midway through the week, I hadn't heard from him, so I texted and I'm like, "Hey, how's it going?" And he's like, "Hey, great. How are you?" And like shoot the shit back and forth. And then um, he's like, "Hey, what are you up to this weekend?" And I reply, "I'm like, oh, I'm doing this and that on Saturday, but for you this other time." And he never wrote back. Um, That's the ghosting. That is ghosting. Yeah. And yeah. I was like so upset and like thinking of every possible thing that was wrong with me and like really sad about it. But okay, there's a twist. A few months Ooh. later, I had met other like women who had had similar experiences like this. With the and same I, person? Yeah, with okay. the same guy. No, with different guys. Oh, okay. And they were really upset. And I was like, you know, they can't get away with this shit, this is ridiculous. And then I met this guy who used to work with him, so I was like, okay, that's it. And I like wrote an email to him and I was like, hey Ben, I used to- I Oh, Ben, naming names, strongly worded email. Yes. Benjamin, where are you at? You know, also thinking like on behalf of all these other women, like who, he, who else he might be doing this to. And I was like, I recently met someone who used to work at your company and he reminded me of you, and reminded me of how shitty it felt to be ghosted. I think ghosting is really lame, 
and you know I thought you were a cool person but I guess like you don't have the maturity to like handle something like this like I really would have preferred you just telling me you weren't interested good luck and much to my surprise actually like a week later he wrote a very sincere apology and was like I'm really sorry I never got back to you. I guess I didn't know what I wanted, but that was a really careless way to handle it. I really regret any hurt I caused you to feel. Like, thank you for calling out my bad behavior. I'm not gonna do it again for what it's worth. Like, I enjoyed our time together and like, like XYZ qualities about you and blah, blah, blah. You know, I think you should get over it so that it doesn't matter what they reply, but I think these cowards should be called out. Well, we know who to send them to. <laughs> Honestly, we gotta make terms, so. Hi, everyone. Hi. I'm okay with the ghosting thing as long as you stay dead and you don't try to resurrect Sorry if I'm oversharing. No, no, no. There's no such thing as oversharing. <laughs> so, 
I've been ghosted, if that's a word. Okay. Okay. So I was ghosted by this guy I went out with. And it happens that he lives not very far from my neighborhood. <laughs> Did you roll up his house? Did you kill his cat? I run past his house three times a week. On purpose? No. Okay. That's my running route. Okay, so he's in the way of your running route. Oh, my lord. He messed so up. I know where he lives, but he doesn't know where I live. Oh, this is how every story starts. <laughs> so I'm running, and every time I run, I'm like looking. I'm not stalking him, and I'm not going to kill any cats. Uh, yeah, I'm just constantly wondering, like, is he going to see me running because I'm so fit? Do you like run with Do you run with like extra vigor as you walk? When I'm passing, like yeah, I yeah. sure I do an extra sprint. Uh huh. I think we're all guilty of that in some way. Some people, it's like extra cup of coffee on the way to the coffee machine. Some people, it's running. Some people, it's when you're dancing aggressively hard. That's true. When you see that there's a guy and he's looking at you while you're dancing, you also like you do like the Beyonce moves that you normally say. But while well, not looking at them. Right. Yes. Okay. So as you know, if you listen to the podcast, we end every episode, whether TED Talk, a regular episode, live episode, with a proverb of the week. What I've decided to do for the proverb of the week this week is actually a pickup line that I would really appreciate if somebody used on me. Got it. Okay. So the African proverb of the week is, hey, you girl, is your name Internet Explorer? And then you, if you were the answer to that, you would just no. have a puzzled, no, you would not say no, you'd have a puzzled face. Oh, okay. Puzzled face. And then the response is, because I've been waiting for you my whole life. <laughs> See? Yes. Half of the people got it. You're my people. Dad jokes. Excellent. Thank you. How can people in the live show or on the internet find us? So, uh, Instagram, Twitter, we're on at Africana, A-F-R-A-C-A-N-A-H. Facebook, at Africana Podcast. We are on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Shout out to all of you who have subscribed and liked and reposted uh, links so far. But yeah, that's how you find us. Finally, we'll just end with thanking each and every one of you. This was Adana and I. so weird. Yeah, I mean, very I'm... first time. Normally we're two of us, and now we're like 60 of us, so... Um, yeah, thanks for being part of a really important moment for both of our journeys, but also we think potentially the first ever live podcast in, I like dare it. I say Nairobi, dare I say Kenya, dare I say East Africa? Let's just say the whole world. Why no. not? Yeah, so thank you. So we're going to see you guys. Yeah, and just for being a wonderful audience, for participating, for having your questions. And, and for coming, really. Bye. Woo!